0: and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly Update. One day late, we normally go out on a Sunday, but we were travelling back from Melbourne, weren't we, Michael? It was all a bit of a day yesterday, a long day, so uh, we thought we will leave it till we're fresh. Exactly, and we we got in late, ran out of time, plus, you know, after a long day of travelling... Uh, We could be cranky, and talking about (laughs) Lithuanian songs is best to do it with the most clearest fun mind possible. (laughs) Absolutely. All good vibes. Yes. Well, look, we had a great time in Melbourne, but we've got a lot to get through because a lot happened during the week, Michael, including some very exciting Australian news. Yeah, we've got
1: a couple of songs officially, so our first two have been released. And let's have a listen to our first song. This is Voyager with Dreamer.
2: Dreamer
3: I will understand
0: just a quick reminder on Voyager. They're a Western Australian band. Uh, they were actually shortlisted for Australia Decides 2020. The song just missed out, but it was actually featured in the show called Runaway. Um, the vocalist uh, Danny is a very big fan of the contest himself. We've got uh, a great song here, Michael, I think. I'm a bit of a fan of this, actually. Any initial thoughts? Obviously, we'll do a massive podcast later in the season, but initial thoughts on it? Yeah, look, it's a really good competition song, I think, and this is what it's all about. It's
1: one that garners attention. It's one that will have its its devotees, and they will love this song. They will vote for that song.
0: Yeah, I think at first, I don't know what I expected from them, and at first I was like, oh, is this is this vocal as in the the lyrics a little too simple? I was thinking maybe uh, it was going to be a little bit more sort of out there, but the electronica part of it so strong and it is actually really quite memorable because I was like, Oh, is it a little bit simple and repetitive? But then within five minutes, I'm literally singing it constantly over and over again, which is exactly what you want for yeah, a competition you, you, song.
1: You do want it to stick, don't you? And this one definitely sticks with you. Um, I think it's a, it's, it's going to really rock the house. I think it's a great addition for the variety of the show. And um, as I say, I suspect um, with all the Western Australians behind it as well, could do some well, good in the telly vote.
0: I think it'll be more than just a WA guys behind it. Cause <laughs> I think when we had this out on socials for Aussie vision, so many people got behind the song and loved it. Who wouldn't normally be a fan of the genre. And I think it's because there's such an electronic side of it. I think people were expecting something else. Now we actually had a chat. Well, Kiriakos from the team had a chat with Danny this week. Um, we're just going to play a quick one-minute snippet here where he talks about the song.
3: So the song "Dreamer" is very much a mixture of all the things that I think Voyager does best, and uh, it was a challenge to condense it all into three minutes. You know, it, that's that songwriting process. You you got to start shaving. You know, um, you you a know, metal and prog. They generally got to go. You know, four minutes, five minutes. Some of the more, more extreme prog bands are like ten minutes. Nobody wants to hear that. That's too long. So really putting, putting all the best elements in there. And it's got it's got the electronica, it's got the 80s pop synth, it's got a catchy chorus, and of course, it's got big, heavy metal guitars, because who doesn't love that? Yeah. So um, that was, there all the kinds of things that we wanted to put in there. But to be honest, the song wasn't really written for Eurovision at all. It was probably, it was produced to fit within Eurovision um, when we found out it has to be three minutes, but yeah. it was written very much as an organic, sort of natural voyager song, like a lot of them do start like an electronic type number and then it just, you know, heavy guitars get put into it and it, it, it's made into a, more of a metal song. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's really catchy. I think it's really cool. It's got ups and downs and lows and left turns and right turns. So it's, uh I think with the right light show, it's going to be epic.
1: I have to say that the first thing I want to say it is just a Voyager song it was not written specifically for Eurovision and that I think is important it comes across as a really
0: authentic kind of music that they do and that's going to work and they've got it into that three minute package really interesting hearing about the the process they go through starting with the electronica side of things the more 80s sound the more kind of like Australian EDM sound in Mm. a way then bringing in all the guitars and making it work and maybe that's why it's working because at its you know base it's an electronic australian song kind of reminds me of the presets late 2000s and i think there's a lot of stuff that people will like it's got a very australian sound to it which i really like oh for sure and they've
1: added in that real and they're real genuine rock guitars for it so yeah i'm really looking for forward to the live performance of this one i think this one's going to be very very memorable
0: well, it wasn't the only song that we got during the week, Mike, was it? It certainly wasn't.
1: We also got Jude York, and this is I Won't Need to Dream. Tasting something out of
0: it. Just a reminder on Jude York, he was first announced as a uh, songwriter rather than the performer, but then actually will be performing the song that he co-wrote with... Billy Stonecipher from uh, he's an Atlanta uh, artist now um, Jude York has also um, made the shortlist in the past for Australia sides and has come back with his own song here as well so it was really interesting he did say something about this when they wrote it that they were feeling very down and they wanted to write a song that they felt they needed to hear to give a bit of positivity and uplifting feel to it all and you know what I get that massively particularly from the chorus I find it a really uplifting stirring song
1: yeah it's it it straddles that very lovely, delicate uh, ballad side of things and then gives it a bit more oomph and gives it that bit more attention-grabbing sort of uh, production towards the end. I think it's a lovely, lovely ballad, a little reminiscent of uh, Raw Things by Dadiri in that kind mm. of pocket. Uh, And once again, we have this authenticity coming through. I'm kind of glad he's getting to sing the song because he can interpret it in
0: the way that he uh, intended it to be. And I kind of like, I think even though the opening could be maybe a little uh, Disney musical-y kind of thing. I think it'll really work on stage. I think there'll be that moment, and then you're going to kind of explode into a bigger chorus to really make something of it. And that's what you want with a competition song, some peaks and troughs to work with to bring a visual to it. And I think this could bring a great visual. I think it straddles
1: quite a few different genres, really. Mm. It's almost in, there's almost a little touch of musical theatre in there touch a little Britpop kind of production in there as well. So there's a a bit to go on, a bit to hang on for uh, quite a few uh, people out there.
0: Well, look, our first two songs, we're bound to get more. We have a feeling we're getting some this week, but Mm. we'll wait and see until uh, next Sunday where we get to talk about more. Of course, follow Aussie Vision for those, those song announcements. But it wasn't the only other Australian announcements we had during the week. Just this morning, we had another one, didn't we? We certainly did. We had Isaiah Firebraces, A Duet Partner Was Revealed. Yeah, so Evie Eery, so she's a Sydney cider, but has actually been over in America making a bit of a career. She's returned home. They wrote the song together, Isaiah was saying. Super excited they wrote it together. Apparently, they've jumped out of a plane together. <laughs> so there's a strong connection and bond they've built. Um, but she's quite an exciting kind of like pop punk artist, isn't she?
1: Yeah, very much so. I think she's bringing that uh, edgy alternative uh, kind of vibe that we were getting from Australia. The last edition of Australia decides. I, I don't think anyone would have picked that they were going to be uh, a duet pairing, but um, look, it, it really,
0: really might work. Let's let's see the song. Let's hear it. We we were doing this thing where we were look, looking at a lot of Australian artists that we kind of weren't that familiar with late last year when we were doing this series for Aussie Vision about people we'd like to see in Australia decides. We actually watched her stuff and we were like, oh, she's really cool. Mm. That's great. Kind of forgot about it until today. It was like. Hang on, that's her. So, yeah. yeah,
1: she's she's great. She's got the real music scene cred here. She's talked about as one of the real up-and-coming artists and someone who could possibly be a real star in 22
0: going forward. Well, look, their song is going to be coming out February the 4th. Mm-hmm. And also that same day, we're going to have the TikTok wildcard announced as well. So... Big day on February the 4th, which is sometime next week. I don't know what day we're at. So
1: <laughs> interesting uh, to think about what's going to happen with this TikTok wildcard. It is such a wildcard, literally.
0: Uh, there's some great uh, artists in that, though. We've been um, profiling a few of the entries on Aussie Vision, and they're really, really some impressive stuff. So I don't know how they're going to pick in the process, but I guess we'll wait and see. Let's wait and see. Well, on to this weekend, or the weekend that just went national finals. And we'll start with Norway. Michael is Melody Grand Prix, semi final number two. And we had a winner. It was Farida with Dangerous. What do you think?
1: Uh, deserved winner? Look, I think once you saw all four of the candidates, yes, this was a mile in front of of the others. I think, and so no real surprise that this one qualified. Uh, you know, you've got your strong Scandi ballad. I think it was done in a very modern way. So yeah, um, I'm not surprised this one skated through.
0: Yeah, I think the live performance was probably the strongest. It had a very, um, you know, it had a stage staging concept. It was a bit all. I mean, there was the the kind of violin dancing. Um, there was a burning fake piano. Uh, mm. There's a lot of 2015 going on. There's a lot of pyro going on. There's a lot of pyro too, wasn't there? Mm. Um, but she she gave a very kind of... She looked like a modern pop artist doing a Bond-type song. Yeah. You know, i probably like to see my Bond songs with like... I'm probably back in Shirley Bassey day. I want, like, some dress that's glittering and stuff, but I'm also 40 years old. So I think she gave a more modern take on um, maybe that Bond style. Yeah,
1: definitely <laughs> was a little more modern than, than
0: the, Shirley Bassey. Than, yeah,
1: definitely. If, I'm sure people are Googling Shirley Bassey as they speak there,
0: All right, well, she beat Stefan Jacobson in the final. Um, he had a song with me tonight. It was country-inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was lucky to duel, um, win his duel. Uh, in the first place um i was i love country music i can't say i was a big fan of this
1: it it's for me it was your typical scandy kind of country song i didn't mind the performance of it what do you really do you just stand there and kind of perform your song it was fine i didn't really blow me away
0: yeah, true. Daniel Lucas, I think, was a bit unlucky. Um Kvalitak went out to um the winner, Farida. He I thought his song was probably best in studio. Um, very Melfesty in a Norwegian language, lots of lasers, quite slick, reminding me a bit of Dance Um You Off, um, from Benjamin Grosso a couple of years ago. It just had that feel to me, but maybe not the stage presence of a Benjamin Grosso.
1: Yeah, I would have gone with Anton Evald from mm. last year. Um, look, yeah, I, I enjoyed the, the actual light production and everything that with it, the song was fine in a live setting. I thought it was stronger in the studio as well. Uh, yeah, maybe just fell a bit flat in the, uh, in the life.
0: And finally, there was Lily Lowe with Bad Baby, kind of a glam rock number that mm. was energetically performed.
1: <laughs> That's one way of putting it, yeah. I, not not for me, that one. Yeah, not for me either. We also had our pre-qualifier as well there. We had a look at uh, Christian Ingebretzen. What did you think of Wonder of the World?
0: Well, number one, he's a former member of A1, that boy band from the late 90s and early 2000s, which passed me by in the initial artist um, announcement. Uh, I actually quite liked the song in its instrumentation and i liked his voice the lyrics are so cheesy though that it really puts me off the song but i actually thought he did a really strong performance of it staging was a bit weird but there was something really lovely about it but won't be for everybody yeah uh, that's it
1: that's exactly right i thought his vocal was very good the song itself isn't bad a bit cringy lyrically uh but um look i can see why it was automatically qualified Adds a different element into that final, and you know, it's about entertainment and giving a variety of songs. So, I can understand why that one went in.
0: All right, well, that's it for semi final two of Norway. Well, off to Lithuania now. It was heat three of Pabanda Miznayao, and we had a winner, Michael. We certainly did. This is Monica Liu with Sentimental.
1: a winner on the night there Dale first in the jury first in the televote, vote by a fair margin as well um, I'm, I, I'm, I have to say I totally agree this was the
0: standout on the night this was really compelling and I don't know why <laughs> it was it was really interesting I don't know what genre you could put it into mm. she had a really unique look think like an 80s communist Sally Bowles from you know Germany <laughs> like it was it was very unusual with cabaret as well i if the whole thing was an it was odd but but compelling i couldn't look away i wanted to listen uh she was a great performer and you just wanted to to pay attention to the entire song which is not always easy to do with um, these heats.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about the song itself. It's not one that sticks with me. It's not one I'll be whistling down the street or anything like that. But my gosh, when you're seeing her perform it live, it becomes a completely different package. So, um, yeah, as I say, for me, it was well and truly the standout on the night. Not so much for the song, but probably for her.
0: Yeah, you're right, actually. It's the performance that I was really compelled with. Hmm. Um, I don't see that song <laughs> at Eurovision. I don't see it taking it, the whole thing out, but... Ooh, she did win comfortably. So stranger things have happened out of Lithuania. Remember Reign of Revolution? Mm, Absolutely. Also um, doing quite well, runner-up. Rootaloop has taken part before and done quite well. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a nice song. It was very Spotify to me. I don't see it being a competition song.
1: Probably not as strong as her last entry. Um, What is it? We Are From The Sun? Mm. We Come From The Sun? Yeah, probably not up to that level, but yeah. It was nice. It deserved to go through.
0: Got to talk about Lolita Zero Mm -hmm. here. Um, This song, Not Your Mother, came out in quite the costume and high platforms that he nearly fell over in. Several times. (laughs) Yes. But there was something really. Not the greatest vocalist in the world, let's be honest, but it was quite compelling.
1: Woeful vocals, Dale. Let's (laughs) let's really be honest. It was all about the visual performance, really, on this one. Uh, And when you do put it together, you can kind of forgive the vocal. Mm. But um, yeah, look, it was certainly um, a little out there for that time of the morning, yeah.
0: It it kind of feels like something if you're at a club in Europe and it's one in the morning and this. This artist comes on and does it. It felt like a real club song that does come on from a special appearance at that time of the night.
1: That's right. And you may be rubbing your eyes going, woof, that was a bit stronger than I thought. What on earth is going
0: on there in the corner? But um, (laughs) yeah, look, definitely eye-catching. All right, last one we'll talk about because there's quite a few in there. But Gabrassi, he was runner-up last year to The Roop. Um, There was quite a lot of excitement about his song coming into, into Your Arms. He only plays fourth. Got to say, that's got to be a dint in his chances to win. You would think so. I, I, I
1: think the lack of any kind of staging concept I there know. was a little uh, disappointing. Um, it, it needs another gear visually, and I'm, I'm not sure that song, he can
0: lift it any further than it really is. Much stronger last year. Mm. I think if, it's a shame he didn't have last year's song this year. Exactly. But uh, no, it's still, it's still decent, but, and I think it'll go far. But yeah, I, I think he'll struggle unless they really oomph up that staging all right let's talk about Ireland now Mike now over the last week they've been drip feeding the songs out on radio um, the wonderful Live and our team has been covering it all week and listening to a lot of Irish radio mm. we have the six songs we did an Aussie Vision vote and we did have a winner didn't we we certainly did and the team has picked Brooke
1: Scullion with That's Rich Hey stupid, that's rich pretty closely run it was she got six team votes uh the next was five team votes and then there was one with four so it really did kind of split the team a bit about which favorite they have on this selection
0: well this was my favorite and i think it was my favorite because it really stood out for the right reasons it didn't sound like a song specifically written to be a eurovision song and a lot of this has that sound Mm. it sounds like something the artists would do themselves That happens to be in the Eurovision competition. It sounds quite modern and contemporary. I think it could actually work on a Eurovision stage. Um, It still needs a lot of work. I wouldn't say it's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. But I think it is a good standard song. And let's see how it comes across live. But I have to say, it to me was only one of a couple that kind of really had something going for it. I was a little disappointed with the lineup.
1: Hmm. Look, I'll agree. I I like the sass and the vibe of the song. Um, Obviously, that needs to translate live Mm. because it might be one of those ones that, oh, it sounds good on the studio, True. careful how you're going to um, stage this one. Um, Look, I think there was a few decent ones in there, I guess we'll talk about this. There has been a lot of talk about Ireland's selection. Uh, The head of delegation and executive producer, Michael Keely, was interviewed also, on the radio show, uh, some of his comments were you know got quite the reaction um, and I guess my my vibe from this selection is it 's safe, safe, safe uh, and i don 't know maybe Ireland need to take a little bit of a risk i don 't know because to be honest, when I listen to them all again, um, I did today there 's some really pleasant songs in there there 's some really decent songs. I really quite like the uh, patrick o 'Sullivan song I think it 's a nice soft rock pop song is there songs that are going to grab you? Are there songs that you're going to vote for? That's where I think the safety is the problem.
0: Exactly. It's okay to have a couple of those songs in your lineup, but I think that Patrick O'Sullivan song sounds like a B-side of Shepherd. I yeah. think... Um, oh, it's a bit harsh. The, no, I don't <laughs> think it's a bit harsh. Shepherd's are fantastic, but I just think it sounds like a B-side of... of it's something we've all heard before. Hmm. I think the Rachel Goods song, which a lot of a lot of people talking, this real 80s vibe. Again, it sounds like... Another song of Ray Lee and not as good as the other. Mm. It sounds like something um, Rafael might have not done from Poland in that lineup of choosing his 80s song last year, done before and not even as good as those songs. And they didn't even do well. <laughs> so why are you going in this direction? If you're going to have a couple of those that's okay, but bring bring something more, bring a few gif- different genres to the Mix Island. I was I was we all really want them to do well.
1: Well, yeah, it was interesting Michael Kealy's comments. His view is that to do well at the competition you need a good solid pop song that can sell internationally. Now that is basically let's be honest, throwing out anything that's kind of got traditional Irish elements in it, isn't it? Um, which I think I think is a bit I don't know short sighted or not seeing not really seeing the whole vision out there because there's so much room to do something that that is eye catching and really is uniquely Irish without it sounding you know caricature exactly um, so yeah again it just remind it's risk averse this is all very risk averse
0: those comments remind me of something like you'd be looking back in the Scandy era of the mid. 2010s. Last year we had Monaskin, we had Barbara Pravi, we had Goe with Shum, we had um, um, John's Tears and French. Again, you had particularly those first three uh, very authentic sounding things, particularly with France and Ukraine, very national sounding but done in a brilliant way and taking a bit of Shum was always going to be a massive risk that paid off. It'd be better to take a big swing and a miss than, like, a bunt and still get knocked oh, take
1: out. A, take a little swing and still miss. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of what's been happening with Ireland lately, to be honest. I, I'm going to say, look, decent songs for a playlist kind of
0: thing. I'll probably
1: listen to a few of them after
0: the contest. This is it. Then there's nothing terrible, terrible in here. It's mm. all very solid. It's all very maybe eighth, ninth, tenth place at Australia decides. It's all probably third place at UK, you decide. Like, you know, it's... This would be struggling to win a norway heat
1: uh, you know and I guess we'll see how they perform live at the uh, on the late late show. I guess there was some talk also about presenting them in that forum, considering it's not really the the market. That listen to Eurovision. So I don't know, there's something about this whole process just just doesn't seem completely on track. But at the same token, as you say, I don't think the songs are terrible by any stretch of the imagination.
0: And look, at least they're doing a national final and some it's the right step. It might not be a giant step, but it's the right step. So Mm. hopefully something comes alive a lot better live and, and we can get more excited about it. Now just touching on a few other countries that did release their songs this week. We spoke about Finland last week. All the songs are out. General, just take them up with the selection, Michael.
1: Diametrically opposed to Ireland. These people take risks. These people give us a different genres and give us different flavours. It's not all just the one you know, variation on vanilla. I quite liked it. Um, yeah, expect another hard rock song to go from Finland, I <laughs> dare say, but um, at least they've got some you know, uh, choices in there.
0: Yeah, I thought it was all very solid entry. UMK have done the right thing going back to that process the last three years have given us you know, really good entries um, also during the week we had Malta and Portugal get their songs out look we haven't had a chance to listen to all these songs yet we are currently ranking them as the Aussie Vision team <laughs> yes. so we will bring you that and you can check out the articles where they'll be released out during the week but we will speak about them soon because we are actually excited to hear Malta but you know we need to give it the right time
1: exactly I had a quick listen to all the uh, Portuguese songs uh, on the train the other day it's very Portuguese Um and, but uh, yeah, looking forward to the Maltese. Yeah,
0: it's, you, Portugal's Portugal, right? So exactly. no surprise there. Right, just touching on some other news, Mike. Let's start with Sam Marino. We did speak last week about the wonderful Australians taking part in the audition process, Tanza and Jessica Condon. Um, we did get an Australian through, so huge congrats to Jessica Condon yeah, got through. Well, well done. How exciting. Um, unfortunately for uh, Tanza, she didn't make it through, but my God, she has taken us on an amazing journey and I highly recommend following her. Um, she'll be involved in Eurovision some way, uh, shape, or form. I was going to say by uh, long shot not the end of the Eurovision journey for Tanza one would imagine oh, well let's hope so other news out Northern Macedonia's artists um, out for their national final which is their first national final in years uh-huh. is great few kind of local big names in the Balkans no kind of former Eurovision artists or anything like that so nothing major to report there um, American Song Contest has been delayed it was meant to start after the Winter Olympics is going to be later it's going to go right up to early May just before Eurovision starts what do you think about that timing
1: look I understand um, it to, in order to introduce this competition into a new market I think you really do need that live audience aspect otherwise it just becomes another version of the voice or something like that so yeah you need that crowd and therefore trying to hold off and get that on the right footing to start with is really important.
0: Yeah, and actually, I don't think it's the worst thing kind of mainly taking place in April and up to, maybe not that close to Eurovision, but it's a nice part in between the national finals for us. I'm talking completely selfishly here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When this was in the middle of national final season, we're like, oh my God, what are we going to do with this? How are we going to cover it? Who's going to do it? And when they shifted, it, it's like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> so that's a pro for us. But definitely looking forward to seeing how that goes in America. Oh, for sure. All right. Now, the last thing we have for you today is a interview with the wonderful Paulini Michael, mm, probably the
1: big name in
0: this year's lineup for Australia. Definite household name. Uh, Kyriakos had a chat with her ahead of her song coming out at some point soon. Really, some interesting stuff coming out here. Have a listen to the next couple of minutes. And of course, as always, the full interview is on Patreon. Have a listen.
1: Well, first of all, congratulations on being selected for Australia Decides Twenty Twenty Two. After oh. the reveal. You got a lot of love on your socials from your fans and even Eurovision fans got very excited. How has the reception oh, yeah, yeah. been yeah. since
3: the announcement?
2: It's been great. I still can't believe that I'm going to be a part of this amazing show. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out in my head. And, you know, as we, um, as we kind of figure out what the, like I, I've got an amazing song. Um, but as we try and creatively figure out the performance aspect of it and how we're going to get it out there to, to people to listen to it, it's, it gets more exciting. And I, I love that. You know, I love that. Um, it just keeps the momentum going and, and it builds, you know, the excitement builds and I can't wait to get on stage in the Gold Coast and, and perform. I think, I think, look, if I do go, if I do get chosen, it is going to be an honour. That's, that's all I'm going to say because um, to this is going to be the first time I'll, I'll ever really kind of get on stage representing, you know, right. Australia. Yeah. So for me, it's, that's, a, that's a massive deal, you know, and, and not everyone gets that opportunity. So I'm very grateful and thankful for, um, for everything that's happening.
1: Well, talking about your song, uh, we'd love to know more about your entry. Now, in the SBS announcement video, you mentioned that your performance uh, has a diva moment. You'll be taking us back to your musical roots. Um, (laughs) Some people have even said, is it Fireman Uh, (laughs) 2.0? What can you tell us about your entry?
2: (laughs) Look! Look! I'm not. I'm not gonna um, say it's not like it, it's a dance track. So it is very similar to Fireman. Maybe not as fast, but it's um, uh, you know it's it's kind of the the song is called. I don't know if I can reveal the song name. If you, maybe I. If you shouldn't, maybe don't. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> maybe, I should, I, maybe I. should wait. I'll get in trouble. But um, it's. It's a dance track that has elements of, uh, you know, my upbringing. So I, you know, basically learned how to sing and grew up singing in church. And so a lot of those elements are in there. Um, but the song is about empowering people to come together, unify you know through love
1: well maybe it was just my own perceptions of reading of diva moment but my goodness we're going to get a dance song from paulini so that's really really exciting um she's also you know talked about her roots and maybe that church influence so expect uh gospel choir in there one would imagine
0: yeah i i, I think we were totally thinking ballad i'm <laughs> sure we've got on the podcast a few months ago it's like <laughs> oh that'll be a ballad and when she said dance track I was excited. Yeah, exactly. I think it's yeah. going to be great, particularly if there's some vocal moments or something gospel in there. I think it'll definitely work. So some really exciting stuff there. She sounds genuinely so um, enthused to take part in this process. Oh, definitely. And you can t- even
1: tell from the way she carries herself in that interview, there's a quiet confidence here, um, which is giving me a quiet confidence, to be honest, because I don't know, something in, the, something in my waters, Dale, I think... I don't
0: know. I wouldn't be writing her off in a hurry. Mm, Indeed. Well, the full interview, as we said, is on Patreon. So if you subscribe there, you can listen to the full thing as well as the full Voyager interview as well. We will have that in the show notes. I can tell you what, Kiriakos was very excited to talk to Paul Leaney. He was kind of (laughs) fangirling with us afterwards about the whole thing. So it's definitely uh, worth a listen. Yeah, very nice interview. (music) Okay, let's look at the week ahead, Mike. 24th, we get Ukraine, the artists for their national final. Look, always uh, an incredible lineup out of Ukraine.
1: They are a powerhouse and they have a fantastic national final.
0: Indeed, there's been a few little chats about who's been to Russia or not. So let's see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, on the 25th, we have the semi-final allocation draw always exciting kind of the first thing for the actual like turin contest to get excited about
1: yeah absolutely um you, you know always important if you're traveling it's nice to know which semi final you're in and you know try and get your tickets all that sort of thing and plus of course it'll be completely overanalyzed, and i'm sure my favorite people will start picking their qualifiers once uh, they're all drawn
0: oh i think we've done that <laughs> at aussie vision in the past we, we we look at who is the the best voters with australia but it always changes. you just never know until the songs come out all right, so big one here, Mike, for the week, twenty sixth, twenty seventh, the semi finals of Benny Fest for Spain, with the final taking place on the twenty ninth. This has got fans excited. I'm excited. This is looking like one of the best national finals of the year. Oh, well, let's hope so. If uh, <laughs> if the drama continues,
1: however, I? Well, I think we've already one's already dropped out. We've got a we've got a bit of a COVID issue with another performance. So um, fingers crossed, we have everyone you know left taking the stage. But it should be fantastic.
0: It's Spain. It's drama. I love it. I love the fact that I just had to pull out because basically they couldn't do the vocal manipulation slash auto tune. Is that correct? That is correct.
1: That is the reason why. Um, look what. All- also makes me laugh is they are scheduled to go for around about sixty to seventy minutes.
0: <laughs> That's the semi-finals. I
1: doubt they're going to go that short.
0: Let's see if they can keep it to time. Um, also this week on the twenty seventh, Israel, the finalists of X Factor are decided. They're using X Factor to decide mm-hmm. things, so that should be great. Mm-hmm. We're also getting the songs for North Macedonia on the twenty eighth, which is the Friday in Europe. So looking forward to that one. And of course, we no- don't just have Spain, Mike. We have our old friends. We not forget them, leave them in the shadows. It is Norway, Melody Grand Prix, third semi final, and Lithuania. Pabandam is now, it is the semi-final one there. Ah, so we're getting into semi-finals now for uh, Lithuania. I just made that realisation that we've heard all the songs. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) Um,
1: I Um, I have to say that um, there's quite a few people very excited for semi-final
0: number three out of Norway as well. Some pretty good names in there. Maybe it's just improving as we go. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the 30th, Israel, the songs will be revealed for those X-Factor finalists, which I believe are going to be the original songs. That they're going to be performing. Fantastic. Final. So things are starting to
1: take off. We'll get a really good feel of uh who might get through in Israel.
0: Indeed. Well, that is a big week ahead. And look, we expect other news. Do not be surprised for things coming out of Australia as well. May or may not happen. And of course, last thing we need to mention, on Wednesday, there is going to be the Joy Um FM, the LGBTIQ radio station in Melbourne. Combining with the wonderful friends OGA Australia um, doing their top 100 countdown um, it's always a great day of tuning in, listening to the favourite songs of Australians. Yeah, absolutely. And you can access that show on via their website as well. So all around the world, you'll be able to listen. Indeed. And look out, we'll have the details on our socials and look out for it. And generally it comes down to Dami versus Lorraine. <laughs> one's one, one, one's the other. So, oh you know, you never know. Something else might win. We'll <laughs> wait and see. Maybe Shum might be a little mm. sneaky outsider.
1: Well, we'll leave it there for the week, guys. Um, a very, very big week ahead, as Dale said earlier. All right,
0: catch you later. Thank you, bye.